How's it going, Shots? That's not bad. Tell me about your vacation. Oh, it was awesome. I was uh, I was in Mexico mm-hmm. for uh, just about just under a week. Uh, we were out there celebrating one of my homies' birthdays. It was like uh, he's one of the dudes I went to high school with, so it, it like unofficially became a collective birthday. Um, mm-hmm. I was there for two reasons. One, um, my, is my boy Mark. I genuinely like love the dude. He was one of the homies, and two, uh, this is uh, Gabby loves like these type of environments. Right, like you know, warm places and stuff like that. This is the like. So you gotta understand what this sounded like to me, right? Like, um, when you tell me, like, yo, let's go to like a warm place. Like to me, it sounds like, yo, you know how like we've evolved to never need to be there again. Um, let's like we got air conditioning now. Like we could look at the warm place from inside, you know, mm-hmm. there's movies, you know, like, or like, if that's what you do for a living, maybe you, you take pictures of hot places. That's cool. You know, <laughs> you, you know, I don't know what, what that job like it is, but you know, there's people like that, you know, uh, someone's okay. got the water's clear so we could drink it inside. Uh, but outside of those reasons, I don't see why we would go to places that are hot, uh, just cause like, I don't get that at all. Like that blows my mind that we as a society still go to hot places because they're hot. Like the whole, the second I got out the plane, I was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It wasn't cause they did something wrong. The wrong thing they did is that they were still living there as a country. Like <laughs> you shouldn't be outside in this place. It's too hot. So uncomfortably warm. Right. You know, um, but, you know, uh, it makes my friends happy. They wanted to be at the beach and the pool, which, again, just further proves that I'm right. Like, these are just places that torture you, but they say, no, jump in the water when it's unbearable, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then come back out when you need to live life. Uh, right. But, yeah, I did. I pretended to enjoy that for a week. Mm-hmm. Um, the evening festivities were great. Uh, Gabby knows me well. Uh, we had a. Uh, our group was like 15 people. We had hotel, we had rooms on opposite sides of the resort. So some people were by the beach side, some were by the adult pool side. I was by the adult pool. So I could like walk out my back room and within 20 feet be at the bar for the adult pool, but walk right back into my room. So like <laughs> half the team was like at the pool and I'd be like, yo, that's crazy. Right. And, I'd be inside watching YouTube videos. Uh-huh. Um, but the evenings was popping. You know, it cools down a lot. Um, right. A lot of feral dogs on these resorts uh, mm-hmm. for some reason. Uh, we celebrated July 4th out there. Found out that uh, in uh, a Mexican resort, they spend the whole day celebrating any holiday. Uh, they celebrated July 4th in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't understand Americans at all. There was... Uh, a July 4th alligator in the parade that they threw around the resort. I didn't understand. I asked questions. (laughs) This is where I stop you. (laughs) There's a, okay. So when you say a July 4th alligator, yeah. Was he done up like uncle Sam or. So there's two, there was a living alligator (laughs) that like, he's like the thing of the event. Like he's the, Like, he's one of the attractions for the day. They bring him in. He's not like a living alligator. Mm -hmm. And then there's the the guy that dresses up as an alligator because they had, like, uh, two different kind of parades that go through the resort. And -hmm. they do dances throughout the day. So, like, they had somebody dressed as a Statue of Liberty. Somebody dressed as, like, kind of like uh, Uncle Sam, but they were women. Mm -hmm. And then they had a, a dude in an alligator costume with a USA uncle sam hat on and i didn't understand i never knew that we were known for alligators in mexico but it's a thing apparently uh at least in this one resort like maybe this one resort owner is racist uh or the floridian alligator thing is far more prevalent than i've ever known uh but uh yeah we uh we had a an american usa pride 
July 4th parade. And the third most significant portion of that was the alligator celebration. Um, but yeah, it took place. It was a lot of fun. Um, I had a lot of, uh, a lot of good times with my people. I had a lot of like, a lot of margaritas frozen, um, a lot of pina coladas. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, this guy, Oscar, uh, would make an Oscar special that I still don't know what was in it, but it glowed. Um, that was fun to drink. Yeah. It was like, yeah. Like it was like, uh, like it looked like the outside of a Pepto-Bismol bottle, but like neon, you know, like kind of like like a uh, bright, a bright pink. Yeah. It was interesting. Like, um, the bottom was like a pinkish and then the top would be like a greenish. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it glowed. Like it was weird, but it was good. Like uh, a fluorescent like glow. Like uh you know what I'm thinking of? Like it reminded me of the the bad guy in Ghostbusters. Uh yes. Like that. The top the would glow. Yeah, yeah, it would glow that green. Okay. And that kind of neon and the bottom uh-huh. would glow like a pink. Wow. Um, yeah, it was delicious. We asked him what was in it. He said, don't worry, but if you have a stomachache tomorrow, my bet. But, uh, oh, boy, wait a... <laughs> yeah. I, I don't... I mean, I guess... Well, it's Mexico. I guess yeah. that's legal. I don't know. He promised no headaches, though. He's like, you won't get a hangover. You will be drunk. Uh, but some people's stomach hurts. Uh, he said, like, it's like the, the ice, I'm assuming, or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Nothing to do with the glowing part, though. No, nah. that's not it. That's cool. It's, that's cool. It's certainly the it's certainly the ice. <laughs> um, okay, I just looked up American alligator Mexico. Yeah, I was. I don't know what words I put in, but that's what popped up. Um, it turns out alligators are not native to Mexico, um, but they oh. are commonly American alligators that make their way from the Texas border south. So, I guess to Mexico, yo, alligators are extremely American. <laughs> Straight up, yo, it was a thing, yo. Like, <laughs> you never know, yo. Because I was asking, I was like, yo, why is it alligator? And they're like, because it's America. And I'm like, that's not an answer. And, I, and they were like, oh, the American alligator. And I was like, I, and I feel like, like, I don't know the alligator history. So I'm like, maybe they're only in America, but I feel like other people got alligators, no? no? Well, Mexico apparently does not. They did not. They were unfamiliar until... I was unfamiliar that we were known for that. With That's this so funny. Straight up. Like, That's top three great. in the parade. That's the parade great. had, like, 50 people, Sha. And the third most significant thing that they emphasized, alligator. <laughs> straight up statue of liberty uncle sam alligator that's amazing yo what a thing to discover yo so you got you got travel baby yeah uh, you gotta travel <laughs> you're right you're absolutely right you gotta get out there more because who knows how they talking about us <laughs> i had no idea <laughs> yo yeah we gotta get hey man if you can travel if you're Real an American talk. and you haven't gone anywhere like me, get somewhere because <laughs> they send in alligators in our stead. And I don't Yo, know if that's who I want. Get out of pocket. That's how you get branded now. You know, they probably think we got pet alligators everywhere. Yeah, that's so funny. Straight up, yo, alligators. Then uh, we spent some time out in like the city. They're like their mall area. Uh, my boy What city out- did you go to? I was in Cancun. Oh, okay. But like, uh, I paid one of the drivers to take me into like a hood. I was like, yeah, I want, I want to go because he like kind of like knew New York. So I was like, uh-huh. yo, like, uh, so like you heard of Crown Fried, and like I explained to him like Crown Fried Chicken, and mm-hmm. like how like local pizza shops. So I was like, I want to get the taco equivalent of that. Like, I want to go to a regular place that would be open at three in the morning in Mexico in like a working class area. And uh, mm-hmm. he took me there. I was very excited. Uh, uh, they very quickly realized I was not from there. Um, yeah. You know, I stood out quite a bit. Apparently my Were clothes is not. Yeah, I was tall. Mm-hmm. Um, I wore a fitted hat and, uh, you know, air pennies 
and that's not like part of the culture there? No, um, because they're dressed for the heat. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I had you shorts were not, though. Yeah, I know, but sometimes that's not enough. <laughs> yeah, nah, my shorts were very not not short. Also, uh-huh. um, but uh, yeah, no, like I stood out a lot in the area. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know how I knew I stood out, yo. Uh, (laughs) so like we was going through the shopping area and like um when you're we were in an all-inclusive resort so they would give you like these bands you know for the time you're there so that you get your stuff but -hmm. when you out in the town the stores they know you're uh you know you're from out of town because of it so like right my boy hit it he put on a watch and he just looked like a native now but Mm -hmm. like i'm a big dude ultra new york dress Mm-hmm. And I got this thing on. Everybody knew, oh, this dude is a tourist. Right. Right. So, like, multiple tourists kept calling me basketball player names because of how tall I was. They're like, hey, yo, right. Kobe. Hey, yo, Kobe. <laughs> yo, I got a shirt for you, Kobe. Yo, Kobe, you ain't going to buy nothing for the kids? Oh, wow. Straight up. The whole time mm. I was there. Yo, Shaq. Yo, Big Daddy. You know? <laughs> I was like, hell yeah. I mean... <laughs> It was awesome. Was it? I enjoyed it. <laughs> I was like, yo, this is great. Like, I, I respect the salesmanship. It was a little aggressive. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, I, I respected it. I Also, another fun thing I enjoyed is uh, at, at the, at the like, real local street market where, like, the equivalent of, like, a New York Jamaica Ave. Right. right? Where it's, it's definitely not, like, all... It's a mixture of, like, local mom and pop kind of businesses and, mm-hmm. you know, the bigger stores. Um, there's still a perception that like weed is illegal in America. So every storefront that sold weed over there would try to like whisper it to me. <laughs> you know, they were like, hey, 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 I got weed. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I was like, all right, that's what's up. Uh, right. You know, like, that's fantastic. But like mm-hmm. they kept trying to like sell it to me on the side. And I'm like, hey, like we're. Uh, that's not the situation here. I'm a. I'm here for margaritas. You guys aren't famous for your weed. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I appreciate it, but this isn't what you're known for, uh, right? You know, but uh, b. Like we we could just talk openly about it now. Like there's nothing wrong. I'm not committing Man. a crime. You know. It was I beautiful. mean, who's gonna honestly? They're not going to get that message until the American alligator tells them. <laughs> so there's gonna have to be a press, like a whole PR. Watch of the American alligator just saying, hey, in part of the country, we just smoke it now. <laughs> Don't be backwards, you know. <laughs> Follow me, American alligator, and move forward with us. <laughs> oh, man. Don't worry. We're still backwards about a lot of stuff. <laughs> Sometimes some stuff we're going further backwards, you know. Yeah, further than we'd ever been before. But on the weed thing, we seem to be moving forward. <laughs> this message sponsored by Ali the Gator, you know. Man, yeah, that's I had a blast. So it was funny. good times. That's Straight great. Up. Yeah, we that's uh, nice. My boy got serenade by a. Uh, by like a Mexican uh like a mariachi band his uh for his birthday like the second night we had like a group dinner and his girlfriend set it up this mariachi band comes on and she booked them for an hour and it was a blast but like uh apparently this is like a thing they're like they play like a, a happy birthday song mm-hmm. then they sang it in English and Spanish cool and then mm-hmm. after that, they sang like uh, a famous mariachi song or whatever. Admittedly, I don't even remember it now. I'm sus- I'm mm-hmm. not a mariachi expert. But this is what led <laughs> to the problem. Uh, <laughs> after that song, they were like, any requests? And like, this is 15 American people. They're like, we were so stumped. Like, I don't know what uh, what mariachi songs you think we know. But I, the catalog is minimal. You know, right. and they so like we start recommending like American songs. They're like, nah, I don't know that. And then they're like, oh, you heard of this song? And we're like, nah, we don't know that. Uh, and we went back like we spent like 10 of the 45 minutes just negotiating songs that we knew. And it was like a really sad playlist. Uh, we ended up doing Feliz Navidad. It's freaking July. Like, like <laughs> it's just it was the only song we knew 
that they knew that we also knew and could sing along to. Right. Uh, <laughs> it was rough. Uh, we sang happy birthday three different ways. Okay. Um, uh, so that was a challenge. Uh, right. We, uh, we sang a, 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 a Selena song that like only three of us knew. And then the last like four songs was basically like the dude uh, singing love songs to Gabby because Gabby was the only person that knew the songs. You oh, know, that's so like fantastic. Yeah, I was like, yo, you my didn't man, even like, throw him a La Bamba. We did. We we covered La Bamba, um, La Macarena. Oh wow! Like it was rough, and like yeah, and like the thing is, like you could tell that like it was a four man group. Like mm-hmm. two of them were like real artists. Like yo, this is my craft. And right. two of them were like hustlers that were good, but they were uh-huh. about their money. And like the two artist dudes would look at each other like, yo, I ain't go to school for this shit, B. I've been working on my craft for 30 years to right. sing these gringos, La Bamba. You know what I mean? It's all they know, man. But it's all we know. We didn't know better. Yeah. Oh, I another mean, one we sang was La Cucaracha. Oh, wow. Wow. Yo, we were what? trying, Sha. I know. Look, I'm not saying I want to make sure that our troops and correspondents know I'm not throwing out La Bamba because I think everybody, they should have just known that off rip. (laughs) I'm throwing it out there because it seems like the kind of song that if you're working in a resort where a lot of American alligators come through, (laughs) you know, you're going to have to fucking play that song at least four times a night. Straight up. Right. So. Because I feel like I've seen, I don't even know if, I'm not 100% sure La Bamba is like a Mexican song. I didn't think most of them were. It's just that they were the only Spanish songs that they knew we would know. And right. they would play. So, and that that just strikes me as one of those where it's like, oh, I mean, I guess we can just play him La Bamba, right? I straight mean, up. For some like, reason, they seem to know that one. And, and then there was one that like they got pissed off, I could tell, um, because the only person that knew the words was like the third best singer. And they're like, damn, we got to let this dude sing now. You know what I mean? Uh, it was uh, uh, Despacito. Um, oh, wow. Straight up. When he when it came to that, like the two older dudes was like, this freaking oh. not. They keep recommending it. I got to learn the words. Because now we got to let this dude sing. Like he was tight that we he had to like switch and let the right. third stringer take over just because he knew the words. And you could show, you, you knew he was the third stringer. Like his vocals was not the same. The other two dudes were legit pro, but this right. guy was a uh, he was a guitarist um, that oh. like hums, but he knew the words. So we got Despacito. Man, maybe they just shouldn't ask for requests. That's what I thought. I thought like, yo, you should have. Oh yeah, you got songs a whole arsenal of stuff. Yeah. Play us. I mean, we're here. Why would I go all the way to Mexico and then ask you to play me? You know. The, the Macarena. Like, give me a break. <laughs> um, even though I'm on a resort, like, give me something real. <laughs> I, I asked for MOP. I asked for... Yeah, uh, no, you're the worst person to ask. <laughs> I like you. This. Like, I like you, you. You've got nothing. There's at no point <laughs> where they're going to break in the ante up. Like, that's not... I tried. Like, yeah, yo, I'm sure you did, but I bet even if you, whatever you named, I bet if there was one guy who was there who's like, I handle all of the rap requests, <laughs> I bet whatever you named, he'd be like, yo, bruh, it is not 97. <laughs> like, why are you naming these old songs? Because I love them to my core, okay? <laughs> they were there for my formative years, okay? Oh, man, here I'll we go, another Raucous Records backpacker coming through here. <laughs> Want me to do album cuts? I love the idea that so many raucous backpackers have been to Mexico that they're annoyed by, <laughs> and are demanding that you do something by Talib Kweli and high tech. <laughs> you know Shabam Sadiq? Yeah, Come on, baby. Right. <laughs> Bahamadia cuts. Come on, baby. Come on, pull out the where's where's the Bahama? I know that you one of you got to know Bahamadia, right? That's so funny. Oh man, but yeah, we had a good time. It was dope. Uh, just really, really hot. Uh, definitely a place that I would never go to uh, for my own enjoyment. Right. Um, but uh, with like the crew, it was a blast. You know what I mean? We had a good time, relaxed. Um, definitely enjoyed the Central AC a lot and looking out at my friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, the dinners was cool. We had some good food out out in the town. 
Um, and yeah, but I'm glad to be home. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I could say I did that so that I don't have to like uh, go again. Um, yeah. <laughs> you. I mean, I don't know if that's the best way. I that, but I get it. I understand. Yeah, like I'm happy I went. Like I'm glad I experienced it. I'm glad that everyone and myself had a good time as a unit, and I'm mm-hmm. glad that Gabby could say that we went. Right. Because like me and her going, I think would have been a challenge. I, yeah, I gotta say, like I, I'm appreciative of that. Like there was like days like I, I gotta recharge, but I can't do this right now. And like mm-hmm. she could like go do like a sauna day with like one of the homegirls or something. I'm like, yeah, that's perfect. Right. Go do that. Like me, her, and the kids, that might have like ended our marriage. Like, <laughs> that, nah, be that none of that like jobs with me at all. Like I, I just couldn't do it. Um, but uh, I'm glad to be in a, in, in in New York, Central AC, working very mm-hmm. high is still right now though. Not thrilled with that. But at yeah, least I know I mean, it's going to end. All you missed were storms, and now the storms are gone, and you're just getting pure heat, baby. 90-degree heat just beating down on your skull is what you're getting right now. <laughs> not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. It's not It's not great. It's not great. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. The humidity, some of the humidity's gone, so it's not as humid, so it doesn't feel like a stew, a hot-ass stew. Now it's more of a hot-ass broth. <laughs> it's more broth than stew. It's still hot, though. We're still on the burner. <laughs> We're still on the burner. <laughs> that burner's on me- medium high. <laughs> One thing I will say is uh, we went there. We uh, It was 15 people total, but we flew out, uh, you know, different times, different days, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. The day I left, uh, some of our friends from New York came with us. Uh, same flight and then uh, same flight back. Uh, we just happened to like work out for both sets of families. Um, on the way back, I checked on the airline. They happened to have the upgrade available for a decent price. Uh huh. So me and Gabby did the upgrade. We did the Delta uh-huh. Plus Comfort. I told them about it, but they didn't do it. Right. I don't think that's messed up, right? Like I feel like once you give them the heads up, it's cool. Yeah, no, 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 no. You gave them the information and yeah. you left it up to them. And you said, hey, I'm going to, we're going to do this. We're paying this to do so. Yeah. Here's the information in case you want to do the same. Right. Okay, cool. I felt Great. I felt fine about it. But like, I know uh, Gabby was a little hesitant. She's like, I don't want to like feel like I'm dissing them um, because I know they're going to stay in the back. Um, yeah, no, no, you gave them the information as long as if it's not like a, um, you know, you get there and you're suddenly upgraded. Right, kind of right. Thing. And also you bought your tickets separately, right? Yeah. Like you and Gabby bought yours and then that couple bought theirs. Yeah. I mean, what happens, happens. Y'all are on the same plane together. That's great. But, <laughs> you know, okay. y'all can't just be on the couch together. It's not going to, what happens, happens. Yo, I felt fine about it, but like, um, apparently like, so Gabby said I was polite about it the day before when I told them, I was uh-huh. polite about it on the way to the airport and at the airport, I was less polite on the plane. She said that, uh, I, I, I enjoyed too much, uh, rum and Coke and, oh, yeah, okay, guess. that shows that she doesn't listen to the podcast because we already know that you are a menace <laughs> on planes, especially if you have some sort of upgrade where you get to drink. We all know this. Listen, I'm menace. gonna have to. I'm gonna gotta say. I gotta send her a message and go, "Hey, your husband <laughs> is a lot I, <laughs> on a plane." <laughs> listen, I thought I was. I was. I don't know. I felt empowered no why you know, why do you uh, need to feel empowered because like so you gotta understand what i inco- what i accomplished right we were in so we initially were in like row 35 of the plane mm-hmm. our friends were in row 32 we we moved up to row like nine okay right? and uh like uh, three hours into the flight i'm two rumming cokes in and they're when I say two, I mean four rums, but two cups. Each cup mm. had a had soda, but two of the little rum gl- glasses. So I'm four okay. servings in of rum. Okay. All right. And 
the first time I stand up is to use the bathroom. Right. Like, Gabby got to use the bathroom. I let her go, and I'm standing there. And I'm like, I should go pee, too. Um, the first-class bathroom was full, so I had to go... To the back. To the back one. So I had to walk uh-huh. past them. Now, 20... You talking about, like, 26 rows I got to pass. Right. With four servings of alcohol. Uh-huh. Right? Um... I, I've never been more proud of myself than what I was making it down that airplane and not falling shot. Like, I was so <laughs> cocky, yo. When I got to the like, I didn't know it was going to be hard at first, admittedly. Like, at first, I was like, oh, it's just walking to the bathroom. Done this my whole life. You know, I took a couple steps and I realized, oh, this is going to be an adventure. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my knees wasn't quite with me, you know. Right. Uh, and I could tell right away, this is going to be different. Um, I hit a couple heads on the way there. Um, did a lot of well, apologizing. Well, that's going to happen anyway because you're large and those are tiny aisles. Yeah. I, I was like, yo, mm-hmm. this is the cost of doing business. Y'all see me coming. You knew this was going to be a thing. Okay? Yep. If um, you're on the aisle, you know you got to move your head. Yeah. Dude, I'm a <laughs> you big can't dude. be mad. I did the courtesy thing where like I turned to my side, but I'm a big right. dude. So like my side is the same as the front. Okay? Right, like, yes. That's, <laughs> that's not changing anything. You're a literal you know? refrigerator going <laughs> <Yeah>. down. <laughs> So I'm a straight up box, my G, like same dimensions. Okay. All right. Like <laughs> I'm doing it for you to know. So, you know, I'm trying, but right. like realistically, this is the same shit. You still going to get hit. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm going down this aisle and like, I want to say I hit like three rows, six, six people work for rows. Mm-hmm. Before, like, I finally started falling, walking in the right way, where like I went like twenty rows without touching a seat. It was amazing, like magical shot. I was right. cross stepping. Somebody's bag fell a little bit into the aisle. Didn't affect me. And mm-hmm. like, whenever I needed to reach for balance, I was able to reach up and balance right. myself against like the little containers for the luggage. Sure. No head contact. I felt so proud. I got to the end. And like when I got there, I looked at the 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 lady that like helps on the plane. Um, uh-huh. The flight attendant. The flight attendant lady. Yeah, yes. I looked at her. I was like, "Yo, that was crazy." The sky nurse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got to her. And I was like, "Yo, that was crazy." And like uh, my boy heard me. He's like, "Yo, like uh, you were really talking smack about just walking down the aisle." Uh, so yeah, I go and take my piss. I come out and I was like, yo, listen, I don't know if y'all saw what I just did getting back here. It was incredible, but I'm about to do it again. You know, uh, you know, if you want to watch, it's a thing. Uh, and I told, uh, I'm saying this to the lady, like, you know, half like being silly. Cause there was a lot of people in the line, but also mm-hmm. sincerely, I'm proud of myself. It was a long ass walk and I was a little drunk. Uh-huh. Um, and when I get to the role where my friends are at, they're like, yo, I think uh, you're a little uh, you're a little uh, sauced right now. I was like, I, I hear you, you know, but those are the perks of being up front, baby. You know oh, what I mean? No. You're Magic. an absolute menace. Magic up here, yo. No. Nope. But I didn't think that was like, I didn't say it like, I didn't say it you like. You can't be a good judge on how you said it. That's fair. Because I'm, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Because you're but, in it. Yeah. I will say that what my intention wasn't, ha ha, you ain't in front. It was more so the front is magic. Uh-huh. But I agree. I could understand how it could have been interpreted another way and that I could have said it differently than I intended. Right. You know? Okay. Who then, are you talking smack to about walking down the aisle? Before you got to the bathroom. Oh, I was talking as soon as I got to the back and before I left again to go front, I was talking uh-huh. shit to the flight attendant because I was proud oh, of my work, okay. you know, because they okay. do it all the time and they think nobody else could do it, you know, but I nailed that shit, you know. Okay, so let me. All right. So I just want to make sure I have the complete picture. Yeah. You stood up and then all the alcohol hit your feet. 100%. So, so the first few steps, first few rows. They got a little extra gas door than they planned. Yeah. But then you hit a rhythm and you started to get down there. So now you say something to the sky nurse about it, but you say it before you even get to the bathroom. So you're already talking shit about making it down the aisle 
a couple of rows before you get to your destination. I mean, the legends. So point, everybody you know, hears. So everyone here now hears that you are a little tipsy uh, on your way to the bathroom, proud of what you've just done, which Amen. to them is just you just walk down the aisle. Listen, Babe Ruth calls the shots. So do I. OK. OK. Um, how did the flight attendant take it when you were talking to her? I want to say she laughed. I feel like I feel confident that she laughed, but I also don't know if it was like, that's funny or like, look at this dude. Now, right. like, and I can say that now looking back on it. Um, okay. At the time, I definitely thought she was like, yo, this dude is so charming, you know? Okay. All right. And then, so then you use the restroom and then you come out and then you talk more shit about walking back. Yep. Like, I was and like, then yo, watch the show. Your friend says, you're a little lit and you're like, yeah, that's because I'm up front where they got the liquor, baby. Hell yeah. And then now you, you walk is, to huh? the front. <laughs> yeah. You are an absolute menace. <laughs> I'm not, yo, if we got to go somewhere, different flights. I don't know you. I don't know you till we get to the destination. You're insane. You're insane. Yo, I was just reminding them, hey, listen, you can make other decisions going forward. That's all. No. You know? Oh, my gosh. How are, how are your friends still friends with you? Cause I, uh, well, it's before I left, after saying that, um, I knew it was, like, borderline. Like, I know, uh -huh. like, I got friends that, like, I could needle. And I, I feel like one of them I could needle, the other one I can't. So I was like, right. let me, like, balance this because they're, like, here as a couple. So I did, like, some, like, silly shit with the baby. They got, like, a daughter. You know, mm -hmm. so I was like, all right, let me be cute with the kid. I figured that'll, like, you know, balance out whatever assholeness I was right now. Right. You know, so I think I do that well. Like, uh, I'm kid-friendly. Babies fuck uh -huh. with me a lot, you know? Um, so they had a baby with them? Yeah, they were the only only crew that brought, like, a, a kid. They brought, like, a two-year-old. Oh, so they already feel bad. Yeah. Because they had to deal with a child. Well, while everybody good. else was probably more drunk than than they were. Overall, maybe, yeah. I can yeah, because one of them had to be somewhat on alert because there was a kid around them. <laughs> oh, man, that's the worst <laughs> couple to be fucking flaunting being drunk. They listen. just went through a whole week of that shit. But I was giving them hope. I was like, listen, this was us. What hope? What we hope? Were, we were the the couple with the baby for the majority of the cruise adult right. life. Now I'm uh -huh. like, yo, there's another side. You almost sure. get, you know? They just have to break through. You just got to break through. You seven yeah. to nine years away, depending on your okay. kid's maturity. Well, I would, I would suggest that maybe you don't have to give them hope. It, time will happen, and they <laughs> they will see. But I feel like you may not have to keep re like reminding them of what's on the other side. That's fair. That's like fair. you, they 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 know, they know they'll be able to move through it. <laughs> but <laughs> the idea of their too large friend yelling like, "Yeah, once that baby grows." Yeah, you can positive. get like me. It's probably not what they need right now. Is it, yeah, it's That's probably fair. not what not what they need right now. But Listen. I mean, as, as long as you were able to cover your tracks on that, I I got a brand. Okay, I know. Yeah, you do have a brand. I mean, they know you more than I do. Listen, you know, I would just say you're a fucking menace from the seat. Is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> and I would make that a t-shirt for the next flight. I would love that. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fucking menace. Comfort plus. Come see me. Right. <laughs> what do I it. know? I would have on headphones and not even, I wouldn't even act like I knew you. You know, a lot more people did that this flight in Comfort Plus than last time. But yeah. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah, you know, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the news. Uh, kicking off, uh, an Atlanta man attempts to rob a nail salon but gets ignored by everybody. Hell yeah, kind of like me on that flight. Uh, a man <laughs> attempts to rob an Atlanta nail salon last week, and it didn't go as planned um, after the patrons basically ignored him. Uh, the un unidentified suspect, uh, with his hand in a bag as if he were holding a weapon, stormed into nail first salon and... Although the man shouted, everybody get down, give me all of your money. Surveillance video shows he was ignored by both the customers and the employees. Uh, the salon owner even decided it was okay to answer the phone 
during the attempted robbery while a customer casually stood up to go outside, though the suspect snatched her phone as she, as she walked outside. Eventually, the humiliation appeared to be too much for the suspect who left the salon in a silver-colored sedan. Uh, Lisa Barrow, a regular customer uh, who was in the salon at the time of the attempted robbery, told uh, the news that the owner was indeed scared of the would-be robber, but he didn't react because he didn't want his customers to worry. Uh, hmm. They come first. So that was his reaction, to calm everybody down, keep everybody relaxed. Uh, the suspect was still on the loose as of Monday. <laughs> um. Oh, boy. Look, I don't know. I don't know, man. Maybe it's just not for you. Maybe this <laughs> isn't your... There have been... Okay, just from this story, <laughs> I've seen a couple of things. I saw a clip. It may have been a TikTok of someone in either an... I don't think it was an Apple store. It may have been like a T-Mobile or Verizon store or something like that. But okay. They may have been trying to take an Apple product. Mm. And, you know, it's a phone store. So all the phones are like strapped down heavy. Yeah. Right. It, like the hard, like the strongest magnets with a, a whole like chain and then razor wire and all of that, you know, like. So this guy's trying to pull one off. He's got um, a, what do you call that? A, a shiesty something, maybe a whole full mask on with just okay. the eyes open. Yeah. And he's trying to yank the thing off. Nobody is running at him. Someone's <laughs> calmly taping them. The employees are behind the counter and they're all just like, hey, man, just let it go. Like, you're not going to get it. Hey, man. Hey, you're not going to get it. Just let this one go. Just let. And he's still trying. The thing is, alarms are beeping. And they're just like, hey, just let it like you're not going to get this one. Just let it go. And you hear one of the employees just like, I mean, it's strapped down real wet, like, and he's still just <laughs> yanking on it, yanking on it. And I saw this like a day after I saw this news story, and I was just like, yo, this is um, this is a rough time for thieves. <laughs> like, you really need to believe in yourself. Yeah. And maybe, maybe it's not, maybe it's just not for you. You know, certainly you early on, you had a set or two. Where you were like, maybe comedy isn't for me. <laughs> or you've done some, you know, I, I, I've certainly done a few things where I'm like, oh, this isn't what I'm cut out for. Yo, yo, yeah, Shai, you, think, maybe, you think criminals have therapists? I mean, if they steal enough money, sure. Um, what kind of criminals? <laughs> like petty theft? Yeah, or? like if you're like a pickpocket, you think you got like, like, do you see like a sports therapist like to stay in the zone? You know, honestly, if you're a pickpocket, yes, because I feel like pickpockets are well, okay, here's the thing with pickpockets that is a gentle that's such a gentlemanly way of stealing now, yeah, that um, the ones who are in jail or even have finally gotten out of jail and they're older, they're just like it's not the same you don't you can't just go into a purse. Or take a wallet out of someone's back pocket and then have all of that. It's just not the same. So I wouldn't doubt that there are support groups. <laughs> I'm, I, bet there's a, I bet there's a support group for it. PPA, um, I like that, yo. Pickpockets you know, but, uh, but I also think there's also another clip of these of a woman who caught these two girls who were pickpocketing and ran up on them and was feeling like you guys are pickpocketing. I don't know. It's in French. She's yelling at it, in either French or Italian and they try to cover their face and they're running away, but they're two young women. So maybe it's making a comeback, but I also feel like maybe they, they may actually already have therapy, but they're just not talking about the pickpocketing. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? It feels like it's such a niche thing. Pickpockets. I like that. Like it's it's like uh like the hipster thing to do, you know. Like you know, people buy like those a like little uh, bit, film it's cameras. A little, it it's a little bit like those um bartenders who call themselves mixologists, yeah, and have weird mustaches and wear vests, <laughs> and they you know they act they burn like weird little pieces of wood and then put the essence in your drink and all that kind of shit. That's what pickpocketing feels like to me right now. <laughs> 
not a thief. I'm a pickpocket. Okay. Yeah. Right. right. But like to go in and to demand money by yourself, first of all, that's no good. With no gun, that's no good. Mm-mm. Like we we are tired, and we kind of not in the mood to like just nah, bruh. If we don't believe you, it's honestly, it is a lot like doing comedy. If we don't believe your premise, we're not going, <laughs> we're not going to stick around for your punchline. It's also like, I feel like part of like robbing people is they need to be in a place where they, they need to be able to get up. When you go to a nail salon, like I took off my shoes, like I'm yeah, I'm soaking like, yo, even if I wanted to be like scared, like. Listen, my whole body is like in a midway through a treatment here, you know, like. Uh, yeah, which I I guess I could see if you're just like, I'm just going to grab purses and everything. But also know where you're going. You're going to a nail salon. There are chemicals in there that you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. All it takes is one person to just be quietly working on someone's foot and you walk by and they pick up a canister or something, throw that shit in your face. You're done for. Forever. You're done for. Branded, they got you know what I mean? Acids and things that remove the acids. Get out of here. They have more weapons <laughs> than you, my G. They absolutely do. Know where you're going. Really case a joint. <laughs> Don't just think, ah, they got money for nails. They got money for me. Don't be too sure. They also got, <laughs> like, nail polish remover for you. <laughs> oh, man. In other news, uh, a llama was dressed as a groomsman. To be a guest at a wedding. That's right. Uh, <laughs> many animal-loving couples included dogs and cats in their wedding ceremonies. But a New York duo had a well-dressed llama uh, hoofed down the aisle. Uh, the llama uh, farm was recently contacted. Uh, llama Adventures at Buffalo Creek Slamas uh, was recently contacted by a mother of a bride looking to make her daughter's animal dream come true. Um, Tara uh, was the bride-to-be, uh, wants to own a llama farm one day. So Tara's mother thought it would be fun to surprise her daughter, her son-in-law, Adam, and the entire wedding party with the llama groomsmen on the big day. Uh, the bride's mother arranged for a woolly, well-mannered llama named Jay to appear at the wedding where he was a huge hit with the newlyweds and the guests. Uh, and pictures from the event shared on the fam- on the farm's Facebook page, uh, delighted guests posed with Jay who wears a dapper tuxedo complete with the pink, striped bow tie and white gloves uh the getup was designed to make it look like the llama was standing on two feet while the other uh uh feet like the other uh wedding goers mm, okay the first thing i thought of also let me just say thank you to all the people who sent me this article <laughs> You ain't wrong. <laughs> yes. This, Yo, this this tickled me. Yo, the people that sent it to me, like three of the four of them said, Yo, this is for shot. Like <laughs> <laughs> You are you are not incorrect. <laughs> oh, that's um, great. I mean, because the tuxedo on this llama really does look like it's just a little man standing there <laughs> with little p- hands like crossed and a nice little llama grin. And it's just hanging, I guess, on the front of the llama. So the rest of the llama is still free to be. Llama. But uh, w- the first thing I thought was, oh, wow, that little girl from Sesame Street was serious about her llama. <laughs> now. What? If you don't know what I'm talking about, I you just hit upon that something I will talk about ad nauseum. <laughs> In like the early days of Sesame Street, right? Um, you know, they had lots of clips of kids doing things like in the real world. And because it was the 70s, you know, when they the first decade of it, um in New York, uh uh, kids were just roaming free. I don't know if people <laughs> really understand what it was like just to be a kid kind of in those days. Now when everyone has eyes on their children and children don't really, people 
want to shut down places where teenagers are hanging out because they're like, there are teenagers. And I'm like, but that's what they do. Like, but just being a kid, you just walk to places, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, there's a lot of clips of kids doing things. Um, and it, the clips grew as, you know, Sesame Street became more and more popular. So there are clips of kids in all different parts of the country doing whatever. But one of their, I think, most popular clips uh, and by far, I think maybe my favorite thing on Sesame Street, I think, was a young woman, a little girl, not a toddler, but like, I don't know, nine, maybe like an eight, nine year old taking her pet llama to the dentist. What? Yes. So she is walking her llama down the streets of New York where they go to, I guess, like an animal dentist in like one of those offices that's the bottom of like a brownstone building. <laughs> it's a cellar. He's got a... And so she's walking with her llama. They go into the dentist's office. The dentist comes out. Hey, Jenny, and here's your whatever. And then cleans the llama's teeth. And then, you know, she walks the llama away into the world with fresh teeth. <laughs> Now that alone <laughs> is enough of like what what's happening in New York? You know what I mean? Like what what? But they really they really really wanted to make sure that you remember seeing this young girl taking a llama to the dentist. So someone wrote the best song that's just me and my llama, me and my llama, we're going to the dentist today. I swear to you, I want this played at my memorial <laughs> service. <laughs> we're going to the dentist, who we? Yes, it's just my llama and me. Come on. Bars. Bars. Yo. It's, I'll never, I'll, I, I will sing that at the drop of a hat. You don't even need a hat. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much. Yo, if you hesitated even a little bit, I was like, there's no way this story's real. But no. It's absolutely real. This I is am, out. I'm Lama's sending you at the dentist. I'm sending you the link right now. And there are people right now who are like, oh, she's about to talk about that little girl in the llama going to the dentist. Because they know exactly what I'm talking about. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Yo, New York um, was different, yo. Real talk. New York was real different. Real talk, and I yeah. feel like, you know, I was a kid at the time in New York in the 70s. And I was just like, huh, I wonder where. I mean, I guess, yeah, you take your lot because that's all I knew was just the streets of New York. So I don't know farms. I don't know. Oh I mean, a God. little bit, but not enough. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, if you have a llama, you got to take it to the dentist. My mother was a dental assistant. It all made sense to me. Yes. You got to take your llama to the dentist. Yo, the fact that that's how, you know, like we got a population this way in this city. Okay. Like, there's too many different people living here, okay? When you... <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder, I wonder about that girl. But I mean, like, this this woman in in this story, she's too young. That llama girl, she's got to be like my age. Yo. Right? She, she so, might be related. Like, this is, this is someone might be, that might have, like, uh, like if family. If, if, or, maybe that's the mom. Maybe the mom's like, I know a guy. <laughs> and she didn't just call up the farm. She called up the llama and was like, hey, it's Jenny. Yo, Jay, you, you get one of your sons down here? My daughter is getting married. You know, you know I'll hook you up with those teeth. Come on. Yeah, come on now. Yo. This is the least you could do. <laughs> the, the re you know why this is so New York to me? Is because just the idea that somebody had a llama plug is so like. That's yo. <laughs> when I got older and watched it, I was like, how do you even know where? What do you just look through the phone book for just like llama care? How do you even know? <laughs> yo, how many llamas were in New York that this guy was like, yo, yeah, I just I got my own practice. You know what I mean, <laughs> I got <laughs> I got a special. Maybe if I just have one location, they can all come to me. Yeah, you know. All the city llamas <laughs> instead of them having to get on the train and riding out <laughs> to upstate. I'll come down to them. <laughs> I keep referring anyway, these I put, out to Long Island, you know? I'm losing out. 
Oh my God. This is awesome. Yeah. I put the link um, in our chat, but I will make sure we got to make sure to post some of that video. 100%. So that people know what I'm talking about. Llamas. Yo, that's real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I it's- haven't, I didn't even have to search when I tell you, I just went to YouTube and favorites and that bitch was right there. You looking for me? <laughs> this llama just slid in. Hey, hey, I'm right here. Oh my God. That's awesome. <laughs> Shot new one day. War report will get hit. You know? Oh yeah, no. I don't even I don't have to stress it. At some point, if we'll I'm get- involved, at some point we talk about the little girl taking the llama to the dentist. No matter what the project is, at some point we get into the llama girl. That's the through line. That's that's Chile was North Star right there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) In other news, uh, Subway is adding deli slices to give customers freshly sliced meat in store for the first time today. This is news today. Today, like this is yeah. now news. That's right. Yeah. Subway is installing deli meat slicers in 20,000 of his U.S. locations to give customers freshly cut meat. Uh, and endeavor. Hold for- on. Can we just stop and marinate in the fact that there are 20,000 Subway sandwich shops? Yo, in America only, too. In America more. only. Yo. Big time That's numbers wild. right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, previously, Subway meats were delivered to its stores and served pre-slice. Uh, the announcement is the latest in Subway's chain-wide turnaround effort after spending most of the 2010s experiencing low sales and a worsening reputation. The so-called e-fresh refresh, uh, which is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, respect the rhymes, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> which also included a reboot of the chain's entire menu has resulted in its ninth consecutive quarter of positive sales. Uh, Mm. Over the past two years, we've overhauled our expansive pantry of ingredients and debuted a whole new way uh, uh, to Subway with uh, uh, chef-crafted signature sandwiches. This year's changes are even bigger and more transformational. Uh, Subway remains the largest quick-serve restaurant franchiser in the U.S. by number of locations, but it said this year that it began exploring a sale. Um, So, yeah. Bang. Um, Okay. Here's what I love. The brand said it spent more than $80 million on the deli meat slicers and gifted them to all of their franchisee restaurants. That's sweet that the franchisers didn't have to buy their own slicer. (laughs) That's wild. Oh, wow. We finally get to get some for free. That's beautiful. Look, that's great. I'm glad that they are now slicing the meat there. Um, um, I <laughs> like I there normally if I get a sandwich, it's like a turkey sandwich. Um, and I'm reluctant to do that at Subway for many years because one, their whatever turkey it is that they had that was pre-sliced, terrible. Mm-hmm. It was terrible turkey. It was like fused turkey <laughs> cut in a perfect circle. I hate that shit. Um That was one reason why I was reluctant to go to Subway. Two, because they used to cut with the little weird triangle thing on the top. Just Mm. a tiny one-eighth of the bread up. And then they'd shove the stuff, place the stuff on top, and then put that little boop on top. And I'm like, that's not even... Slice the bread all the way through the middle. What are we fucking doing here? (laughs) And three, there were always cold sandwiches. And I I like a toasted sandwich. Yeah. Um, so they've since started slice. I always like the bread. I enjoy eating yoga mat. I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> so they've since started slicing the bread through the middle. Somebody read a comment card somewhere. <laughs> so they slice the bread through the middle and they have toast. Cause I remember one time I went subway is one of those things where if you're in a city and you don't know anything about the city, and you're just near your hotel room and you're like, I, I have to eat something. Mm-hmm. For some reason, there's a subway there and they're usually open late. And so I remember going in and the person asked if I wanted it toasted. And I was like, y'all do that? 
<laughs> I didn't think you had any heating elements in here. And um, and they did, and they toasted it. And I was like, oh, okay, so Quiznos was on y'all's ass, huh? Because I loved the Quiznos. All those sandwiches were toasted. Loved mm-hmm. them. Um, Game changer. So this is great that now they're going to be slicing me. Will I at? Will this make me go to Subway? No, no. Nah. Yeah, like Not this is uh, this is a big deal. I would assume everywhere but New York, right? Like New York is such a deli corner store thing. Like, yeah, y'all keep eating sandwiches from fucking corner stores. Hell yeah, which I baby. can't do. We got slices do, though. Yeah, you can't do a sandwich from the corner store, sir. No, I can't. Every time I try, I get sick. What? Every time I try, I get sick. I can't do it. It's wild. Whoa. My body's just like, Mm-mm, we're not doing it. I'm like, but but we've done it from Publix. And they're like, yeah, that's going to be the only place. You're only doing Yo. it from Publix. So, You're only doing- also, part of me feels bad because I don't like a lot of stuff on a sandwich. So I don't want to have the conversation with someone of just like, no, I don't want that. No, I don't want that either. Nope. You know, there are 10 10 things. They're like, you don't want this? What about this? You don't want this? What about this? Are you sure you don't want this? I don't want to have that conversation. So you've never had like Sausalito turkey? Wait, so what is Sausalito turkey? It's it's one of the turkeys that Boar's Head offers. It's like Oh, well, I mean, you can just go to a grocery store, and if they have that kind of turkey, you can get a couple of pounds. You can get them to... You know, like if they have a deli section in a larger like grocery store, yeah, and just have them slice some of that off, and then I'll go home and make my sandwich. Okay. So it's not that's the other thing is like the meat I can buy the meat from somewhere, then I okay. can just go home and make my own sandwich with the meat. Okay, okay, I was concerned for you, like for real, like yo, you you deserve yeah, no, like no, no. there are some like boar's head like meats, you know, versions of turkey that I've tried where I'm like, yeah, I'll get some of that or uh, get me half a pound of like um, roast beef or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, I can still do that, but I can't if they just make the sandwich in the store for whatever reason, my stomach's like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, real talk, like as your friend that genuinely like worried me for a second there, like, yo, hold up, Shad just doesn't get to enjoy like board head co-cuts. That's so sad. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I I like a cold cut. I just can't for some reason in the uh, just the corner store sandwich, man. And I've I've tried numerous times, and the wow. next day I'm just like, oh, okay. Low key, thanks that, for reminding me. That might be the biggest cross you bear. Like real talk, y'all. I'm, yes, I'm like so it concerned. Might be. Real talk. And New York, and you can't get corner store sandwiches. I know. Yeah, y'all. That is wild. If it's because people talk about it all, just. You know, ah, I got my sandwich from the ah, the deli and the sandwich and the sandwich and the ah, oh, I get to chop this and the and yeah. I'm just like, oh, I mean, good luck with that. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's why I'm heavy on the snacks. That's where that's how I judge a corner store by their snack selection. Wow, you yeah. know, you got you you got to make sure you talk to people, man. Checking on your friends, like yeah, real talk. I you mean, don't know the struggles they're dealing with, yo. <laughs> I don't know if it's a struggle. It's, it's a, just a little, just different. That's all. <laughs> It's just a little different. <laughs> other news, uh, Sarah Silverman is suing Open AI and uh, Meta, alleging copyright infringement. Uh, comedian Love Sarah, it. Yo, I'm about this. Comedian Sarah Silverman and two authors are suing Meta and chat uh, GPT uh, maker OpenAI, alleging the company's AI language models were trained on copyrighted materials from their books without their knowledge or consent. Uh, the pair of lawsuits against OpenAI and Facebook parent Meta were filed in San Francisco federal court. Uh, the new crop of AI tools has gained tremendous attention in recent months for their ability to generate written work and images in response to user prompts. But this practice has raised some large concerns that these models may be sweeping copyrighted works without permission and that these works w- could ultimately be served to train tools that upend the livelihoods of these creatives. Bob, mm-hmm. I'm about yeah, all of this. Of course. Yeah, like I, I felt um, when I was, when I was, uh, Thinking of this, like I felt like uh, this should be the equivalent of like getting publishing. You know, like uh, if you uh, write something and you are okay with Chat GPT and other AI tools using it for uh, to generate material, you mm-hmm. should get paid a publishing fee for having your material be part of that pool. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, like yeah. uh, my two albums and my book is part of the AI pool of products. Um, roughly this many people used it in these type of things. I get this much money. Like, even if it's shitty money, like Spotify me at least, like pay, you know, like pay me like the streaming dollars that like, you know, uh, musicians get when like a song plays. It ain't a lot, but at least acknowledge that the work I'm doing has value because you're using it. But I mean, a part of the reason I feel like people are really pushing the, the idea of AI anyway is to avoid having to pay anyone for anything. Word. I don't know. I it it feels a little, and I'm saying that as we're in the middle of very you know strikes and uh, we're seeing what's happening with the Writers Guild strike and uh, the um who they're bargaining with. They're just like, well, we're gonna wait for we're gonna wait this out. We're away from to lose their houses and apartments. And it's like, wow, all this because y'all feel like cutting a little bit more of a check. And it, it, it's wild because I'm like, where do you think you're going to get that from? Yeah. You know, how do you think any of that's going to generate? And it, it just feels like someone always has to be screwed. And that's not the case. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm glad that these are going forward. And I wonder how much more. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, okay, I've got clips of myself telling jokes online. Is that shit being scraped? Will that end up in someone's results? Right. You know, like it's, I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I'm not big on the AI. I'm sorry, everybody. I don't like the pictures and I don't like the words it comes up with. (laughs) (laughs) Alan Iverson is my only AI, okay? Yeah, exactly. All this. Mm-hmm. All this for the answer? This is not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, uh, you can't fake it. Former NYC Mayor de Blasio and wife announced separation, but not divorce. That's mm. right. Uh, former New York uh, Mayor Bill de Blasio and his wife, Sherlane uh, uh, McRae, yeah. uh, are separating, but not divorcing after 29 years of marriage uh, that helped lift uh, de Blasio into the mayor's job. Uh, McRae 68 confirmed the separation in a text, uh, uh, but uh, in the text with the Associated Press, um, a short time later, uh, former First Lady uh, Shirlane McRae spoke uh, with the news. Big change for us, but Bill and I are still very much in love. Uh, outside the uh, Park Slope home she shares with uh, the former mayor, McRae confirmed she and Bill de Blasio are separating, but still going to live here and date other people. Uh, she tells uh, the new news that they came to this decision together and thinks it's the right decision for us to start this new chapter in our life. Uh, de Blasio and McRae arrived together at the realization that the spark had gone out of their relationship. Uh, you can't fake it, McRae said. You can feel when things are off and you don't want to live that way. Uh, McRae said the pair uh, spoke uh, to the Times in an effort to head off the gossip. Um, as uh, very public people embarking on a new chapter, we thought it would better uh, to say all this openly before anyone tries to find negativity or before any misunderstandings occur. Mm. So, all right. Well, I read that New York Times article, like when it dropped. Yeah. Uh, and what I think the thing that tickled me, a few things tickled me about it. One, they explain, like they open up with them explaining that, you know, they're having a normal Saturday night at home. And at some point, um, de Blasio turns to uh, McRae and says, hey, how come you're not lovey-dovey anymore? Mm. And from there, they have a big discussion about their relationship and whatnot, and they, um, they decide that it's best to separate. They'll still live in the house, but they'll separate and then just see other people. And I really liked, in my brain, I just really laughed at the idea of them coming up with that decision, which must have been kind of heart wrenching and having this long discussion and then sitting there and it's two in the morning and, you know, the their glasses of wine are all sweaty from condensation and it, they're just sitting there and they, they're quiet after they've made this decision. And then one of them looks up and goes, all right, so I'll I'll contact the New York Times in the morning. You know, like what? <laughs> 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 well, I'll call the time, you call the kids, nah, and <laughs> uh, you know, we'll just let ev- everyone know. Um and so I guess 
the other things that tickled me were the idea that they had to let's go ahead and get this out now so we can download these apps. Word. Let's get on these apps. So someone isn't swiping going, is that former mayor Bill de Blasio? <laughs> like, well, I'll give him a shot. He's like five, six or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, so now he's going to be out here and fucking, I don't know, business casual mm-hmm. and his sexiest business casual out here on these apps. A lot of khakis, baby. Looking for, looking for whatever it is he's looking for. Um, which honestly, like if he likes older black women who are maybe not that into him, I may need to give him a call. (laughs) If you would like, (laughs) (laughs) but also let me also say that Shirlane before this was a lesbian and like (laughs) spoke about it loudly and wrote an article about being a lesbian. So I think she's going to be all right. Nah, she gonna do numbers. She good. Yeah, she gonna do numbers either way. But uh, you know, Bill. Oh. I don't know. Holla at a player, I guess. If you would like to connect Sean and Bill together. Oh boy. All you gotta do is like subscribe to the show. Think that through. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you the beginning of these shows will be very, very entertaining going forward. Okay. <laughs> If they have not been before. So I'm out with Bill the other night. <laughs> you are an Apple and Spotify listener. We appreciate your ratings. Four stars, you a hater. You don't see the magic <laughs> of a Sean <laughs> Bill partnership, okay? That relationship will go so far, okay? Mm. Five stars, you believe, okay? That Sean's ability to ignore him will only ignite his fire, okay? And they'll be in love forever, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any articles you want us to cover, uh, please DM us directly on Twitter or Instagram at Silky Jumbo at Gastromonte. Uh, shout outs this week to uh, Philip Barnett, Winnie Locke, uh, Iron Fist Mom, FCBLJ, and Lori McDaniel. Uh, with all that said, I am the soon to be uh, excited to get invited to the Bill household, Gastro Almonte. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just going to start throwing comedy shows there. <laughs> with. Uh, the newly uh the newly named Chalet was sharp dash de Blasio. Chalet was sharp. Oh, no. <laughs> I ain't taking I ain't taking that last name. Please don't. That's I ain't taking nothing from that man. Real talk. No alliteration, no nothing. Nah. No. Name does nothing mm-hmm. for you. You know what I mean? No, there's not at all. <laughs> would the three of y'all live together? Right? I think that's how it's the sound. I like mean, they're in the house together. I'm not moving in with them. Uh, unless they have like a free apartment or something if that there doesn't was, belong to the kids. Yo, if there was ever a sign that like real estate in New York is out of control, it's terrible. Yo, you the former mayor of this city, and you <laughs> and like now nah, you, you still gotta, gotta live. Gotta... It. <laughs> I know we breaking up after twenty nine years, but like, yo, let's be reasonable here. Like, we can work. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. I can still live with you. <laughs> yo. That's how wild it is getting a roommate right now in New York, yo. Oh, man. This has probably been uh, the first time I'm uh, empathetic towards Bill, uh, episode of The War Report. Uh, Catch (laughs) you next time. Peace.